this is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode number 76 of the Where Is It Now? Geocaching Podcast. Guys, it won't shock you at all to hear, I am so excited. What am I excited about? Geocaching, for crying out loud. You guys have got to start getting that answer. Are you geocaching? I'm afraid you're not. I'm starting to think that none of you are out there geocaching like you could be or you should be. I don't want to shit on you. I mean, I don't know if you should geocache, but I think you should. I think it would be a blast if you would get out more. Now, a lot of my friends are not geocaching much, and because my friends aren't, I'm just assuming that maybe you aren't either. And I was trying to think, what's the common thing? Melissa Joe, God help her, every time I talk to her, like several times a week, have you found a geocache yet? No, not yet. Haven't had time. Haven't had time? Isn't what? How many is there? Is there 168 hours in a week? Take 15 minutes. Take a fourth of one of those hours in a week for the last five months you haven't found a cache and, and make it happen. Well, okay, I'm going off on a rant. I'm sorry, Melissa Joe. Uh, anyway, she hasn't found any forever, and she loves geocaching. And my friend Spirit Guide, I won't say he hasn't found any, but he and I used to geocache a lot, and lately he's been so busy with the apps and working on bug fixes and doing some other stuff with his wife that he's just not getting out like he was. And no matter who I talk to, they're telling me how busy they are and that they haven't had time to geocache. Well, two things about that. Number one, I laugh in the face of everyone else is busy. I don't meet many people that do as many things as I do for work. And, well, okay, so it's not fair because I have a lot of freedom that most people don't have. That's true. But I am really busy myself. So I started thinking there's really only two answers to why I'm not geocaching with any of my friends. The first one is they're over me. They are tired of geocaching with me and they just don't want to hang out. I hope that's not what it is. But here's what I think it really is. I don't even think they know. I don't think you guys know. I think you think you're busy, which you probably are, but I think you're cold. I think it's stinking cold out and people don't want to go out in the cold. Now, I don't want to go out in the cold either but I have been forcing myself to do it. Um, if you remember, I talked about my goals and how I set them. And by the way, every day since, I, since the first of the year when I set those goals, I have been updating them daily because I've been doing things daily and uploading them the new, uh, the updated Excel spreadsheet to the Four State Geocaching Society's Facebook group not so that you can see, although you're welcome to see, but so that I can see. It reminds me, hey, I've got to pick something on those goal lists and make it happen today. <sighs> so anyway, I've been busy. I've been busy geocaching. 
but it is cold. I'll admit it, it's cold. And everyone that I, I only mentioned two of my friends, but it's all of them. Guys, I think you're busy in the summer too, but I think that you're like, yeah, 70 degrees, 80 degrees, let's go out and do some geocaching. I don't blame you. I don't. I don't. It's kind of cold everywhere. Now, I'm on a, an adventure right now. I'm on a geocaching adventure that I'm excited about. I told you about my uh, little camper trailer. I've described it at least twice. I know you're sick of hearing about that, so I won't do it. I promise. What I will tell you is, is I'm on my first trip with my new camper. It's so exciting. So, what's going on with that? I put it, I hooked it onto my car the night before I was going to leave, left the house about 6.30 a.m., and I headed directly, as direct as you can go from Joplin, Missouri, to Memphis, Tennessee. And I went down to Memphis to see my aunt. And, no, she's not my aunt. To see my cousin and her husband. I think I called her my aunt on another podcast. It's not my aunt. It's my cousin. We grew up together. So anyway, I did stop and get four, five geocaches on the way to Memphis, which isn't many. I know I stopped. Let's see. You know, the first two I was surprised by, they were both by Frog1962, my new friend Cindy, but I didn't know they were. I just thought, I'm just going to pull over and grab these, and they both happened to be hers. But anyway, I got five. I got to Memphis. I'm hanging out with my started to say aunt again, with my cousin and her husband. And I tell you what, she is a dog sitter by trade. And it's hilarious. You go there and there's so many cool dogs and cats. The cats are just her. She's not sitting them, I don't think. And it's a blast. You walk into their house and it's this, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's, you know, like it's just a bunch of puppies and dogs and mostly they're little dogs, little fluffy dogs, and they're so happy to see anyone. It's like they were all like excited that I was there in a good way. Now, there was one dog that wanted to kill me, and luckily he was in what I'm going to call doggy jail. He was in another room. <laughs> there were literally bars, not steel bars, but there were bars on the door so he could see us, but he couldn't get to us. And he spent the first 10, 15 minutes of my visit, snarling, growling, barking at me, and just letting me know that if he could get through the bars, it would be over with. I don't know. So uh, anyway, that was him, but everybody else was so sweet. They wanted to sit on my lap. They wanted to lick my face. It, and I like that. I like dogs. I like cats. I like animals, period. And little fluffy guys and girls that want to wag their tails and are happy to see you, it makes me happy. Well, I don't mean to say so much about the dogs because it was great to see my cousin. We grew up together every summer till I was about 17 years old. And I don't know what year it started, but I can remember certainly when I was five, I was hanging out with them. My dad's family, uh, by the time my mother and dad got married, my dad's family was from Coldwater, Mississippi, and my mother's family was from Memphis, Tennessee. So those two places are about 20, 30 miles apart. It's really close. Uh, that part of Mississippi basically is almost a suburb of Memphis these days. 
And uh, so we lived in Joplin, Missouri, but every summer they would take me down and drop me off at, uh, in Memphis with my grandmother and my aunts. And then I would spend a month there with them. And then I switched, and they were sad to see me go. They really were. I'm not kidding. And they had to give me to the other grandmother and the other aunts and my cousin. And so my cousin and I are basically the same age. We're very close in age. And so we just kind of grew up together, and it was cool. Are you guys hearing that in the background? I am at my condo in Florida, and they are about one year into the external, totally redoing all the stucco, the steel, everything. And they are grinding and drilling, and it's going through my head. But if you hear it, I'm just going to keep recording. And if you don't, lucky you. Uh, anyway, we grew up together, so... And then we, then we kind of didn't talk for decades. I mean, literally decades. And through the magic of Facebook, I was able to find her, or she found me, I don't know. And we kind of connected again, and she came and visited my wife and I. And now I try to stop by a little bit, or I don't mean a little bit, almost every time I go through there. But I go through there so much, it's kind of hard sometimes. Okay, why am I telling you all that? I, I don't know. It's on my big trip, my big geocaching trip with the camper, and I've gotten five caches, zero counties. I stop with them, and by the time I leave, I stayed a little bit long, it's getting close to dark. Now, I don't love geocaching in the dark, in the winter, and now I'm pulling a a camper and I just thought well I better get a place so I drove only 20 miles away just 20 miles south which is actually the first county on my route that I created to get new counties in Mississippi and I don't know what the name of the county was but Tunica is in that county and Tunica at least used to be famous I don't know if it's famous anymore for having casinos and they have two in in Tunica now, that's not a big deal anymore. I mean, you can drive down the street and go to a casino these days. But I can remember a decade or so ago, my mom taking buses on tours to Tunica, gambling tours. Um, so anyway, I'd never been there. And, and Tunica, the the Sam's Place, I think that's what it's called, Sam something, uh, had an RV park. And it was only $20 a day. So... I thought, I'm going to do that. So I, I pulled in. I parked my little camper. I couldn't find anybody there to take my money. I parked my camper. The first night, guys, it was, well, okay, here's the good and bad news. Sam's Place, you guys, I'm just going to say it. You suck. I did not enjoy anything but the restaurant at your place. I didn't like the casino, which isn't surprising. I don't love casinos but I didn't like the casino with your $25 minimum bets. What? And uh, I loved your restaurant. It was so good. The food was amazing and the service was amazing. But what was a bummer was you had to walk because, you know, like at the casino near where we live, wherever you park, whether you're in an RV or in a car, they come around with golf carts and pick you up and they have what looked like little glass bus stations all over the place. You just go stand in there in case it's raining or cold, and they come by and pick you up, and then they bring you back to your car when you're done. That wasn't happening here. It was just I could see the casino, and guys, 
the back of the casino faced the RV park, and I was maybe a block away, two blocks away. It was a, it was a walk because it was 19 degrees in Memphis. What the heck? So anyway, I walk up to the back, and as I'm getting there, I notice there's no door to go into. Now, this is a casino and a hotel, so I'm walking around the side, which is the side of the hotel, no doors. I'm walking, now I'm in the front. I've gone another block probably, and um, no doors. And I finally get to the front door, and when I went in, I gambled for long enough to not want to gamble anymore, which was 15 minutes maybe. I went and had a great meal. As I'm coming back, I thought, I'm going to ask how to get back to the RV park. And I went to the front desk, and they were just nasty to me. I mean, they were not friendly. They were they just kind of dared me to ask them a question or whatever. And I asked them if I could get a ride back to the RV park, and she said, we don't do that. About in those words, oh, I'm being mean, aren't I? Well, anyway, there was no rides back. You had to walk, and I said, okay, is there a door in the back of this place that I can get there quicker? No. So I have a feeling there has to be a door. It's probably employees only. So I'm walking back out in the cold my three or four blocks to get to the RV park. And that's my complaint. Oh, by the way, you pay at the front desk, which they don't tell you in the RV park. You park, you get all set up, and then you find out you were supposed to pay there, but there was no way to know. So I paid for my night. It was $26 instead of 20 Still okay. And the RV park itself was fine, mostly. So... Had electricity, had cable, had water, had everything I needed. And I'm going to tell you, it was my first night sleeping in the camper, and I loved it. My TV was working fine. I watched some Netflix on there. The heat worked beautifully. I told you it was 19 degrees, and the heat worked beautifully. And uh, everything was a go. Oh, and my coffee pot, I didn't have to do anything weird. It was just in the camper. I just made coffee without having to pull over and unplug Christmas lights or do anything weird somewhere. So I'm going to give the camper a 12 out of 10. I love it that much. I got up the next morning to take a shower, and this is why I say Sam's place sucks. It's not just all the things I told you. They had three showers slash restrooms for men and three for women, all locked. Locked. And the sign on the doors said, closed for your safety because of COVID. For God's sakes, people, stop blaming on COVID for your inability to do your job. It's, as you can tell, I'm really passionate about it. I'm sick of going to places and them blaming COVID for things. A good example, which I may have mentioned, is the Marriott hotel chain. And I promise you, it's not just Marriott, it's everybody. Uh, when you check in, they say, well, I don't even know. They got where they didn't even say it. But the uh, restaurants were closed for dinner and all that kind of stuff. They had breakfast in the morning sometimes. And uh, they don't clean your room. They said, we're not going to clean your room for safety's sake. And we don't have room service for safety's sake. And I could go on and on. Basically, what happened is they offer less and less service. Blame it on covid and so I got to where I'd ask, it's like, how much a reduction in price do I get back on the hotel room for all the things you don't do? They hate me. Well, anyway, 
Okay, that was a long tangent that I, in real life, would go on and on about all the things I'm mad about. I don't mean to do that here. I don't, I would never go back to Sam's Place. I left them a one-star review and explained why. But having said that, I have a five-star review coming up. So anyway, I get it up the next morning, and now guess what? It's time to go geocaching. I am actually going to get busy with it. And I've planned out a really nice uh, trip through the state of Mississippi, all the way, one county under Memphis, all the way down to Alabama. And I did it that day, and it was 12 new counties, and I had a blast. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. Now, did I get any good caches? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, when I do counties, I'm looking for magnetics on guardrails, any cemetery that I can find, especially if it's not the last county or two of the day so it's not dark. I'm looking for easy stuff that's been found that's close to the highway because I might be driving. I think that day I drove 14 hours maybe. Anyway, maybe more. So uh, it was beautiful. Now, I did go one place that I was really amazed by. And I'm trying to think, was I in Mississippi still? Yeah, I think I was. I was in Mississippi. And I had, you got to understand, I picked these caches from my living room in Joplin and not knowing anything about where I'm picking them. And basically what I do is I bring up a county in GeoGo and on the live map and I search caches in that county, usually towards the center of the county, somewhere near the road that I'm going down, okay? Now, this county I'm talking about is one of those counties that had three caches in it. It was very rural. That's an understatement. And so I picked the one that was closest. When I got down there, it had me turn off on a dirt road and then another dirt road. And then I got into some hills they weren't really mountains, but some pretty good-sized hills. And the road went from dirt to clay. And then it went to something. I don't know what it was. It looked like a clay-gravel mixture. But it got really narrow, like really narrow. And it wasn't a dirty road. I don't know how to explain that. It didn't bring up any dust. And if you got out and walked in it, there was no clay on your feet. It was almost like if you've ever been to California and seen the highways there, where the highways are red from, I think they use cinder in it. But whatever it was, it was a very unusual but beautiful thing I'd never seen before. So the road was about one car length wide. It was red for miles and miles and miles. And right along both sides of the road were these beautiful cedar trees. Uh, not the kind that, not pine trees, but these really soft, beautiful, lush cedar trees. And it was beautiful. And I drove and I drove and I drove and it felt like I could, I, it didn't seem possible to get further out in the middle of nowhere, but by golly, I did it getting to this cache. And I, I ended up, it was in a cemetery, which I must have known in Joplin. And I pulled in with my trailer and um, got out to go get the cache. Now, the reason I'm bringing this cache up out of all the caches is that I once again got to see something I would have never seen if I wasn't geocaching. And it was also a really cool cemetery. And this particular cache, you walked a long way through the cemetery and they had a back gate that went out and 
to the woods. And then you went down kind of a hill that was a little, you know, it had a three and a half terrain, by the way. And uh, went down this hill and then down there was an ammo can. And it was really a nice cache, really a nice cache. That was the best cache on the way here. And it's the best cache I've gotten so far. But my point wasn't to get amazing caches. It was to get counties, and I succeeded. Now, I made a big mistake. I'm just going to be honest with you. This is the dumbest thing in the world. I buy the camper, hook it up to my truck, get started down to Florida to my condo, and on the way, find out you can't have campers, boats, trailers, U-Hauls at our condo. It's a law, a bylaw of the HOA. You can't have them. Well, crap. So I've got this camper on the back of my car, which I can't bring on site. So what am I going to do with it? <sighs> I was, I called my friend, said, can I leave it at your house? Can I leave it at your business? And I finally found a friend that would let me leave it at her house. But the truth is, I was going to hit Pensacola where she lived about 9.30, no, 11, maybe 11 p.m. or 10 p.m. And I honestly was so tired. I only had 45 minutes more to my condo. I just wanted to go home. I didn't really want to stop. And I had this aha moment. I have a car here. We leave a car here because usually we, we fly. We always fly. So I get my little campy app out. And guess what? Here's my five-star rating. Cracker Barrel, you guys rock. Cracker Barrel will let you park overnight. And I've been parked there, my Joplin car, my normal car, and my camper for four days. And tonight will be my fifth day. And they let you do it. They're very nice. There's a lot of other places that do too. Most Walmarts, Cabello's, I'm learning, you know. But anyway, I parked there for free for five nights and was able to drive my other car. So all is set. Okay, I'm getting up in the morning early and I'm going to go to Pensacola and I'm going to consult my account there, which I think we might be celebrating five years of working together. It's going to be awesome. But I'm going to drive my camper down there, my truck and camper, and I'm going to leave right from her place on a new route going through Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, and I've got 22 new caches lined up to get on the way home. Guys, I'm rocking my goals. I only had a goal of 30 new counties on for the year. I will hit 32 on this trip and have 100% of my goal. I've been talking for 22 minutes. I haven't talked about what I wanted to talk about, which what's new, right? What's new? And I don't mean to make it about me all the time, but you're not here. If you were here, I'd make it about you. So what else is going on before I get to my topic that uh, I won't have much time left on? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be a host on another podcast, and this one is live on YouTube and some other places, and it's also recorded as a podcast. It's in Australia, and it's, I think it takes place at 4 a.m. my time or 3 a.m. or 2. I don't even, yeah, I think it's 4 a.m. And he said, well, if you want, we can record it. You just won't be able to 
no one will be able to ask questions live or whatever. And I said, no, I think it would be kind of fun to set my alarm, get up in the middle of the night, go to the studio and be live. I mean, so I'm going to do it. So I don't even know the name of that podcast. I think it's Geocaching Down Under. I'll let you guys know. Okay, I am down in the Destin area. And yesterday, I decided I would go get challenge caches in the Niceville slash Crestview, mainly Crestview area. And I got in the car, I, I saved them all to a map. I, I used the attributes uh, search criteria and saved them all to an offline list, all the challenge caches. Drove up to Crestview, which is about 40 minutes, and got up there and went to the first one. Are you kidding me? There is no challenge checker. Now, I knew I, I qualified, so I opened up the Project GC. I typed in the GC number manually, which is hard for me because I don't know why, but in the app, the GC numbers are really small and hard for me to see. But I'm scroll, you know, I'm swapping back and forth between windows, typing it in. I qualified, and so I'm ready to go find the cache. Couldn't find it, and that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, it was raining, uh, a little bit muddy, which is also neither here nor there. But I didn't find that cache. I went to the next one, no challenge checker. The next one, no challenge checker. The next one, you get it, no challenge checker. Guys, what is up? I'm a member of the uh, of the Panhandle Geocachers, and I did ask today if they would chip in and help the cachers in the area figure it out because, guys, it's so necessary to have challenge checkers on these challenge caches. It really is. So I, I guess my topic today is, uh, and my first question is, have you hidden any challenge caches and if you have did you put a challenge checker in with it I think you have to now I think on the new ones but I know all the old ones they went back and added the attributes so you could at least search for them and you're supposed to have the name challenge in the description but evidently they didn't make everybody go back and add those I hope they'd make you do it when you hide one now but have you hidden one? And if you have, please, please, please go back and figure out how to add a challenge checker to your older challenge caches. And if you're hiding new stuff, if you don't have to do it by law, would you please do it anyway? I think this is really important. Now, I've said this before. I think we can work as a team. And by team, I mean in our areas, in our states, whatever, with our friends. What about if you did a search in your area? This is your homework, by the way. If you did a search in your area by attributes and you look for challenge caches and you create a list of everybody that has one or every cache, and I mean, you pick your circumference, but you create a list and then you sort that list and you go down and you check the ones that don't have challenge checkers. And once you get it done, if you have a list and you figure out like I did, that it's three people making uh, challenge ca uh, caches that didn't do challenge checkers, and there's two people that always did. And one of those people I do know, and I know for a fact he didn't do challenge checkers when he uh, created it, 
So he did go back and do it. Can we contact those people and ask them if we could help them get that set up? Can we do, I mean, ask them if they need help doing it. And they might say, no, I didn't even think about it. Let me go do it. Or they might say, yeah, like, what do you got in mind? And what do you got in mind is you could go figure out how to do it for them and show them how to do it. That's my idea. And I know it's a little bit weird um, contacting people to offer to help. But I don't mean in a bad way where you would shame them for not having done it. I mean, honestly, let's see if we can help and make the game of geocaching more fun. Now, I know how to log into Project GC on a phone. And I know how to swap windows back and forth, back and forth to see if I qualify and I know how to copy that link and paste it back in but guys when we're dealing with new geocachers and they haven't figured a lot of things out yet we've got to make this easier for them we've got to make it fun for all of us so I guess that's my uh, request is that if you're hiding challenge caches please please if you're not required to please do it anyway uh, add a challenge checkers uh, and if you are in Bentonville, Arkansas, and you're listening, you use some challenge checkers from a million years ago that basically don't work anymore. Uh, crazy. So maybe you need to update those. And then if you have friends, uh, let's go back and talk to them. And maybe it's time to make some new friends and offer to help. I hope that's not too preachy. And I hope I me going off on Sam's place wasn't... Uh, I don't know. I don't mean to be so negative. Uh, I, I'm going to log into my Campy app and give Cracker Bear a five star. I went there for dinner last night to help repay them a little bit for the kindness that they gave me. And I don't know what else to tell you. I've been geocaching. I got one where I go yesterday and about seven or eight other caches. And I'm going to get a bunch tomorrow and the next day and the next day and then i'm going to go home 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 guys i always enjoy talking to you i know this episode was a little bit chaotic but that's the way it is and i'm sorry for the noise if you can hear it i certainly can and i will see you next week thanks you've been listening to the where is it now geocaching podcast please subscribe rate us five stars in your reviews and tell your friends about the podcast now be good lads and lassies and go and find a geocache.